Hey everyone, welcome back to the channel wherever you are watching or listening from. This is Vocal Arts and just a bit ago I had the great pleasure of chatting with Jay Nunn, who you guys probably know from voice play, maybe you know him from The X Factor or American Idol, he's done all those things. And we had a really wonderful hour-long conversation. We went from everything from, you know, his background as a musician and singer, his influences there to um, you know, his whole experience with voice play and how he got into that group, his experience on X Factor and American Idol, uh, his experience joining the Navy and singing in the Navy band, which he is currently doing now. Uh, it was a really wonderful conversation and it kind of got more and more revved up as we went on. You know, we got really excited about what we were talking about, which is so fun when that happens during these interviews and more and more as I get uh, more experienced as a host. So. Can't wait to share this with you guys. Hope you enjoy. Please put your hands together for Jay Nunn. What's up, everyone? Thanks so much for joining today, whether you are watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast. Today, I'm here with Jay Nunn, and I'm going to pass the baton to him and let him uh, introduce himself real quick. What's going on, y'all? It's Jay Nunn. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Happy holidays, happy suckies. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on, man. So, so what have you been up to these days? Where might people know you from? Uh, what have I been up to? Well, the second question. So people, most of y'all probably know me from uh, the voice play fam. Everybody out there in the in the weird acapella world, you should have seen my face or heard my voice by, by this point because I've been doing it for years now. Um, but nowadays, I'm a, I've been in the Navy for two and a half years um, singing. I'm a, a Navy musician. So that's that's my full time gig now. <clears throat> awesome. man! What actually inspired that for you to to join the Navy? And I assume you join the Navy, but then I'm sure there's a, a an extensive audition process to become part of the musical groups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the inspiration was from my mom. Actually, she uh, she told me about uh, military musicians. I'd heard about it when I was a kid, um, like in high school, but I wasn't really paying attention. So um, when COVID happened and lockdown and and all of that stuff during the pandemic and we couldn't do live shows anymore, um, my mom told me to look into military, um, mu military musician jobs. So I looked into Army, Air Force, Navy, everything. And at the time, the Navy was the only one that was like, seemingly looking like they were interested in me so that's that's how i ended up there um okay. but yeah you can audition before you go to boot camp and they gotta let you know if they want you or not before before then so that way you don't end up in a situation where you go to boot camp and you're like you don't have a job like or <laughs> on the college like undecided you know what i mean like so but navy music you know if you're gonna be a navy musician before you go okay so. that's good so the, you, you sign a contract before you go off to boot camp yeah 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 you do the audition and they're like, all right, you didn't suck. So we're going to hire you. <laughs> and and then you go to boot camp and get destroyed. And then you go do your, your job. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I am. Um, I have a couple other friends that they were in the operatic career and then they pivoted and joined one of the Navy or army bands. Mo they, and they mostly did it for security. Um, mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. instead of gig to gig to gig, you do get that yearly salary and and benefits and all that good stuff. So I have a couple of friends that do that and are really, really happy about it. I think at least one of them's in the singing sergeants. I don't know if I have any involved okay. in, involved in the Navy, but yeah, they've had a good I experience know, I know, with it. I know one of the uh, singing sergeants. Um, 
Oh, somebody in the group I sing in for the Navy, her husband's in the singing sergeant. At least I, I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. Do you, know his name? Do you know his name? Mm, Matt, but I don't know his last name. Matt. I don't think I know a Matt. Anyway, yeah. they've 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 had a good experience with it. That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely nice. If you've been hustling for a, a really long time and you're you're used to, you know, not you know sometimes being paid a lot and sometimes not being paid much at all then it's definitely like a nice change of pace where you're like dang no matter what i do no matter how how much work i do or don't do i get paid twice a month you know so yeah yeah it is it, it is different so yeah for sure and you went through the the regular boot camp i mean the boot camp with everyone that goes through right so I mean, mm-hmm. what, what was that like were you kind of ready for it i mean you're it seems like you're in you're in good shape already so I feel like you probably handled it pretty well. The The workout stuff was easy. It was a breeze. I, I was thinking it was going to be harder than what it was. So I like I super trained because I've been an athlete like my, my whole life. So like I got I, I lost like 30, 40 pounds before I went to boot camp. Like I got all shredded and stuff. And then I was, <laughs> like, I was like, we're not even doing all of this, <laughs> all of this stuff in here. So the hardest part was the I guess the mental aspect of it, like you having to get up and make your bed a certain way every day. Uh, they wake you up at random times, like 5 a.m., 4 a.m., 6 a.m. Like you're just not in control of your your life, you know, because I went into boot camp 31 years old. So I'm, I'm grown, you know, like I'm like I'm not 18, 19 where I need my mom to still help me with my laundry and, you know, make sure I go to classes and stuff like I already know how to function as an adult. So it was weird, like mentally not being in control of like, my day and my, my hours and stuff for a little over two months. So, yeah, that's, I can imagine that'd be more difficult for some. I'm also 30 and the idea of someone coming in and just turning my routine upside down. Mm-hmm. Sounds like, like get up, be- get up, get your ugly asses up. It's time. It's time. I'm like, Oh no, not again. <laughs> so I'm like laughing and, and I'm also like, what the hell am I doing with my life? Right. Now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing too. I mean, you probably didn't have much opportunity for music during boot camp, right? I mean, I don't. I don't imagine you were practicing your vocal technique in the bathroom very often. <laughs> now, now, here's the thing, though. I was supposed to. So somebody, somebody fucked up on the admin side because when you're hired as a musician in the Navy, you're supposed to. They're, they're supposed to put you in like a musical division, and I think they call it like the 900 divisions. And I didn't find out about this until I spoke to some of the other musicians who went through boot camp. So they did have designated practice time. I think they got to practice like once or twice a week or something like that. If you were put in a music division, but me, me and my, my other homeboy who was a guitar, a guitarist uh, in the Navy, we were the only two musicians in our division and they didn't give us any practice time. I didn't get to practice at all while I was um, doing boot camp, but Instead of that, I took on the um the role as they call it A Rock, and he's the um he's the one that calls cadence while we're like marching, marching and stuff down the base. So I t- I took on that role so that way I could like do some type of vocalizing while I was was still you know kind of locked up, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, that that was my next question because I know that that is part of that routine. Someone someone's calling what you were just saying, and I was like, that could be a way to build at least maintain some strength in there. It's yeah. not it's not the healthiest cuz you can lose your your voice if you're not doing it correctly. You can damage your voice if you're not doing it correctly cuz some people have in the past, but I found that that sweet spot between like 
belting and yelling where yeah. it's not like too much. So I could literally we'd be marching for like hours sometimes, like two hours. And I'm just back there like, what do do? <laughs> <laughs> like super loud so you kind of got to find like and then like if my voice would get tired i'd be like All right, I'm, I'm gonna lower this like two whole steps or something and like yeah. see if i can still project or whatever but it was fun man i was back there riffing and running and stuff and like <laughs> I, the, the, the petty officers would teach me new songs and i would then teach it to the 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 what do you call them not the, uh rec- the other recruits like in my division or whatever, I would teach them the song and stuff. And we'd like circle up on the tow line and like sing <laughs> and stuff. And I'd be like, y'all actually don't sound half bad, boy. Like, All know? right. You know, so it was like a little bit of normalcy, like in the in the in the boot camp setting. But then after that, they go back to yelling at us and making us do stuff that we don't want to do and all, all of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Right on. Uh, so, all right. So once you got out of boot camp, then you went in and did you were into the actual kind of musical part of that career what is what is that like week to week like what's the rehearsal schedule like are you traveling a lot are you performing all over the world with them what's the deal it's it's different it's so 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 different depending on where you're stationed at man and like what you're doing so i can only tell you like what my experiences have been in the short amount of time that i've i've been here but it's it's literally a different story everywhere like because at this point i've talked to someone who's at every at every band uh throughout the united states and the one the the few that aren't in the united states um navy bands anyways and everybody's just different so like i got stationed in well i had to go to a school first in um virginia beach norfolk i think that's technically virginia beach Um, what is what is a school a school is pretty much like a little like training facility that they make all musicians well all fleet band musicians go to. They don't make premier band musicians go to it. Um, they make you go there before you get stationed at your first fleet band. <clears throat> so you got to take like music theory classes and marching band and um, a bunch of other classes that they deem necessary before you can become an, uh, an official Navy musician. <clears throat> okay. So after you do that, you graduate and then you pack up your um, barracks and they 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 ship you off to wherever they they're sending you, which they sent me to Washington State, um, Silverdale, Washington, which is about an hour and a half away from Seattle. Um, and it's not Seattle for those of you who be who be thinking that it is Seattle because we did not live in Seattle. So um, that is probably really different from Florida. <laughs> it's very, very different from Virginia <laughs> and Florida. Very, very, very yeah. different. So I spent me and my wife spent a year and a half out there. And um, just just while we were there, honestly, I wasn't really doing much. I did. I did a ton of anthems, like solo anthems. They would have me. um, They usually have an event like maybe Thursday or Friday morning, sometimes Wednesdays. And I'd go in at like zero eight hundred zero nine hundred. I test the mic real quick and then I, I walk up there pop to attention and I, I sing the anthem. So I was doing a bunch of those when I got there. But um, outside of that, I was um, front manning the PMG band, which is popular music group. Um, and we pretty much, we just do all the stuff that's on the radio from the 1940s and 50s to like now, like anything that's cleared, that's like not too raunchy or too too crazy. We can pretty much, we have, we have free reign over it, whether it's jazz, funk, rock, country, R&B, hip hop, 
like whatever. Like we have we have free reign over all of that. So that was fun. And the group was super dope slash is super dope. But we we just didn't really have a lot of gigs like mm. we kind of like just barely barely doing stuff and we would only really rehearse if we had a gig like that week or like the next week or you know um so the schedule wasn't really too like crazy it was just like hey learn your songs and then we'll come in and run the sets and and then we'll we'll look at the calendar and see what we need to prepare for next but it was it was fun man i had i was with a, a really dope group of guys who just you know they were always they were always on their shit like they learned their stuff and we wouldn't really have to like stop rehearsal because somebody's flubbing up too much and it's like oh you didn't rehearse like we gonna need to <laughs> <laughs> you you go finish you go back and and practice that and let us know when you're ready like we never had to do any of that type of stuff so yeah i was very very fortunate because i heard otherwise and other other fleet bands that it's like usually not like that so mm. you know <clears throat> and so this 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 journey has all been you said the last few years last couple of years yeah two, two and a half years right because i went into boot camp in may of 2021 so what we're in um we're in november now right yeah okay yeah. okay so literally cool. went two and a half months cool man all right let's 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 and wind it back a bit um growing up you involved in music and did you grow up in a musical household and i i think you said you grew up in virginia beach is that right yeah yeah I actually yeah. have I have some family there, so I'm super familiar with with that whole area. So what I mean, what were the musical opportunities there as well? Um, super young. My mom was a, a singer in the Bible study choir. Um, so I used to just be around that those sounds like super, super young, super, super young, like literally baby. Like <laughs> soon, as, soon, as I, soon as they could take the baby out of the house, like I was in there with the musicians and the singers and chilling can't even talk yet so that's where that's where i i say it started at just listening and being so close you know because nothing there's nothing like live music man like when you're sitting like especially when you're sitting in like on a rehearsal where the like the band's right here and the singers are right here like it's all like right in your your face so you're 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 soaking that in like you have no no choice to it's loud as hell you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so true so that's how i i started you know and then my mom like singing stuff to me like at home and I repeated and stuff, you know, that that type of thing. Um, and then I found out later my dad was a, um, and still is as an artist and a songwriter and um, R&B soul guy. And he's been doing it for a super, super long time. Very, 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 very long time. So both my parents can sing. Very, very well. So I, I feel like it's kind of genetic, too. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Genetic plus environment. So, I mean. Mm -hmm. You got singing in the blood and then you grew up with it just, you know, all around you. That's that's how you build. I mean, you're you you're someone who has a really strong riffing capability. And that's that's always something I've felt is very environmental driven. If you grow up listening to a music with a lot of riffing, then you just do it and you just kind I'm of trying it. Yeah. And you just kind of bake it into your system like someone else who might grow up in a different kind of church setting might be really good at harmonies like they can they can just find the third. And mm -hmm. sing the third no matter what whereas for me i didn't grow up with either of those things so i've like really had to build to be able to riff at all and i'm not an exceptional riffer but just to the point where it sounds okay whereas yeah. there are some other guys i was in school with who could just man they could just riff you know because they they were doing it their whole their whole life growing up i've always found that fascinating about especially riffing and harmonies yeah 
This is one of the harder, two harder things to do. I think riffing might be a little harder than harmony, but I guess it depends on who you who you ask, right? Like, because yeah. like, <laughs> some, like sometimes, like it's a, if you can't hear it, you just can't do it, right? Like, so like I I know some really dope solo singers who like can't harmonize, and I'd be like, "Are you joking?" And they're like, "Nah, man, I just always made sure I stayed on the melody or or did my own thing." And I was like, "Dang, you hit that like." really really well because i would have thought you know i was like oh they harmonize and it's like nah they can hold down their part like with somebody else with them type of thing yeah um but can't can't necessarily hear wh which harmony is missing or where they should be at and so it's, it's just it's just weird it depends on who you ask like which one is is tougher to do totally totally yeah because one one is really you know like physiology based it's like mm -hmm. can your vocal folds and vocal track make it happen and the other one is it's ear training. Right. Right. You know? Right. So I just like, always thought, I just always assumed like as a younger singer, like if you can sing really well, like lead, then you absolutely can harmonize. Like harmony is like easy for you. Like yeah. that's what I always assumed. But like, as I got older, I was like, oh, okay, that's not a thing for everybody for, for real. So that yeah, just, it's like the acapella thing. Like even, even like doper and like you respect it more. Cause you're like, oh wow. Each one of those people that like hurt holding down their own, part and they're singing lead and riffing and sometimes rapping and sometimes beatboxing and you're like wow that's that's a whole nother like most people's favorite singers can't do half of the shit that <laughs> that it requires to you know you know to do acapella on that on that level so yeah that's dope man totally man totally so were you in productions in high school or were you in musical group groups going like through middle school and high school um, not middle school, middle school. I was kind of hiding in the background. Um, I was mostly focused on really being a kid and just playing. Um, I played violin in, in middle school and orchestra. Um, and that was really like the biggest thing I did. I didn't really start jumping out as a singer until, um, between eighth grade and ninth grade. I started doing talent shows and stuff. Um, I did musical theater in high school. I did, I did a few plays and musicals um and i was in i was i joined a, a boy band and like i want to say we maybe started i guess like sophomore-ish year junior-ish year we kind of started messing around and then we started getting a little more serious like towards end of uh senior year of high school we started trying to get gigs and stuff so we could you know get a summer job and make some money doing what we love doing and that worked out and it was pretty cool man like be again being in a group where you get to sing harmony and you get to sing the songs you want to sing and you know people come out and they see you and then they they see these young four young guys and they appreciate the sound that we're making even though we're super young and novice as fuck but they're still like you know these guys are we can we can see that there's something there you know so was that original music or are you guys doing covers of boy band songs we we mostly did covers um, but we had a couple of, of originals too, and we 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 tried working on getting originals out, um, but it didn't quite pan together. Um, I still talk to those guys too. We still we still chop it up, and had, we had like a falling out when we were like in my our younger twenties, and then we all like rekindled and 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 talked okay. like over COVID and and all of that stuff. I know everybody kind of had interactions in between there too, but it wasn't the same as how you know you, when you when you building a brand with people you talk to those people like almost every single day and then you practice every day you got dance mm -hmm. practice you got music practice to go over all the parts and 
meetings to talk about what we wearing and so you're like you you you're a family by by association like yep. you know so yeah um we definitely had our moments but we still we still chop it up and we even talking about maybe doing a, a another song or two if 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 uh, everybody can get on one uh one accord at, at some point in terms of like schedules and stuff but you know yeah. some of us are dads now and got different jobs and finishing school and moving and all of this stuff so you know totally. if, the, if the timing is right something will something will pop off but if not it's, it's cool either way you know when y'all perform were you using instrumental backing tracks you just like hit play and then and then sing all your parts over top or was it purely acapella or did you have a band as well when we were younger it was mostly just um uh we do mostly acapella and then some instrumental tracks because we were broke as hell we didn't have no no money <laughs> yeah. to like pay a band to, <laughs> to yeah. Yeah. you yeah. know get behind us and stuff we only really got to perform with a band like a few times when we were together because that just wasn't really a a thing um sure. But uh, yeah, you know, we may we may do what we had and people enjoyed it. And, you know, we got to go on X Factor one 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 time and got to meet Pharrell and and Paul Abdul and L.A. Reid and Simon Cowell and the Cole Shared Singer and all, all of this stuff. So it was we, we definitely had a couple of uh, really high moments where we almost, you know, almost almost made something something big happen. But, you know. Yeah, I, I knew I knew you had been on X Factor. I did not realize it was with with the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that, was, it was that group. Yeah, that's awesome. And so you, it, I think I read you made it. You guys made it to the top thirty-two. So you made it through a few of the rounds. Mm -hmm. That's super exciting. It was like so, top eight groups or or something like that. Okay, X Factor is a little weirder. Like they have groups. Then they have like I can't remember all the categories. I think it's like over over fifties or over forties, like anybody who's over forty or something like that. Okay. Um. Then they got like I think male solo and female solo or something like that. I can't remember. It's, it was a long time ago. This was like thirteen years ago. So like early X Factor, probably. Yeah, yeah. Like I think it was like maybe the first or second season in the U.S. because they wow. started in the U.K. I, I believe. That's right. America had America's Got Talent at first. Mm -hmm. And then now every country has whatever's got talent. Uh-huh. Every, everybody's got talent, right? <laughs> yeah, you know? everybody's got talent. Which everybody does. So <laughs> it's, it's true. That's true. It's, it's great. It's great that shows, shows are worldwide now. Uh, so, I mean, I feel like getting advancing on one of those shows would have given that group kind of enough rocket fuel to, to kind of jump. I mean, did you guys make an effort to try and turn that into something? Yeah, we did. But it just I, I think we just didn't have enough juice, man. Like, you know, the world uh, America's been we weird about boy bands and groups for like, I, I don't know, like a, it's been a super long time. Like, I think at that time, the last like successful boy band there was um, at least semi successful was like maybe day 26 or something like at, at the time. And that that was like ran by, you know, bad boy and Diddy and all of them. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be fucking up the deals and everybody's like not happy. So you knew it wasn't going to be something that lived forever, even though, you, you know, you love the guys and you love the music that they were producing and um, they were super talented. It's just you, you, everybody knew in the back of their head that that group wasn't going to last just because of who they were attached to, you know? Um, so before that, the last super group would have been like, like Backstreet Boys in sync, like, yeah 
days or maybe 112. I remember New Edition made a comeback around then too. They had dropped a couple of albums that were super dope, but it's like for whatever reason, boy bands just can't can't really couldn't really cut through at the time. And then I think One Direction was out too, and they were like the big the big thing. So it's like for whatever reason, you can't really have like huge too many big boy bands like at 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 one time. It's like you get one and. Yeah. That's what everybody's going to love. Like, that's it. You know, so. Yeah. I think people just weren't trying to take a, ga- a gamble, which was weird because by then we were like 2021. 20, so it's like we could get our grown and sexy on kind of too. Like we could drink like we all we had nice a nice look. You just had to, you know, fix the clothes up or whatever, get the swag right. And, and obviously we could sing really well. And most of us can write and produce a little bit, too. So that would have been less money they would have to spend on. Trying to yeah. get other people to create stuff. I don't. Know. I don't know, man. Business, uh-huh. business, music business is weird. Yeah, <clears throat> it's it's so it's so interesting, and it's it's this way in every sector of the music world. I find where you've got to be talented, like point blank. You have to have talent. You've got to be, for the most part, a good colleague, and you know, show up prepared. Like the age of the diva, I think, is kind of dying away more and more. It certainly feels that way, which is great. Yeah. Um, and then there, it is. It is. It is at least a couple parts luck. I mean, yeah. like things just have to line up. You could do all the things right, and some people doing all the things right still just never get the never get the break. Yeah, that's the super weird part about it. You're like, I'm pretty sure at this point, you know, you've been around music and stuff. You got friends who do a professional performance and all that stuff, and I know you can think of at least two or three people off of the top of your head who you're like. Yo, why the hell aren't they like worldwide, like famous, like cra- like crazy famous? You know, it's like they've been doing this and 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 this, and it's like they just can't get a break. Like, yeah. so I don't know, man. I um, I used to obsess over stuff like that, like all the time, because like especially because I've been around music my whole life, and I knew like I knew like at a super early age, like 12, 13 years old, that I wanted to be a, a artist and a songwriter and a performer. So it was like, I've been putting all my time and effort into that um, while other people are doing other bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, and or trying to figure out whatever they're trying to do or whatever, but yeah. I already knew that super early age. So I was like, there's no way I'm not going to like make it to this like pinnacle that I want to make it to like at some point or whatever. So now it looks different for me. Like after doing, been doing this for 20, it'll be 22 years next month. Cause my birthday's next month. Um, and now more so it's about for me it's just like having fun with it i used to put so much pressure on myself like i gotta i gotta do this or i gotta do this because my family needs this money and we need to get this right and da 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 and, and i just just obsess about results all the time and, and yeah. once i started like not obsessing about that as much like i still obsess about it a little bit but i kind of like do my thing and then kick back and I'm like, all right, just enjoy the music making process. Enjoy the performing process. Enjoy figuring out campaigns to make a, make a, a song, like market a song process. Like I'm trying, trying to find and find enjoyment in everything that I do with it now, because I'm not going to stop getting older, you know? Yeah. I gotta, I gotta enjoy whatever I can while I can. That's my, that's my philosophy for pretty much everything at this point. That's great, man. I mean, I feel like I'm on a very 
similar path right now with really trying to yeah not be so results based not be so outcome based and only get kind of validation from that and mm-hmm. really you know go through a day and just kind of chip away at projects and just try to like growth is like the main thing like i'm just trying to grow every day and at the end of the day if i haven't completed a project that's fine you know I worked on this project. I shot this video. I had this chat with you. Like that's a great that's a great day. We made a lot of we made a lot of progress that day, right? Exactly. As opposed to like I will not be satisfied until I finish mm-hmm. this project right, and right. Not, and not only finish the project, but if this project has to do this well for me to be okay. satisfied, there's that's just no way to live. <laughs> not, not every day, anyways. There can there can be some projects you have where you like that. Like, I'm not going to be okay until I finish this specifically. You know what I mean? Totally, like, totally. Me right, for me right now, because we just moved into this house, the, four, the the top floor is where I'm building, like, my little operation. So, like, I keep telling my wife, it's like, I'm not going to be 100% okay mentally until that, <laughs> that top part of the house is done. Because, like, everything else has been done for, like, over a month now. So, I'm just, like trying yeah. to balance between work and traveling and clients and all that stuff. And I'm like, if that, when that, I won't be okay until that top floor <laughs> is done. I need it to be done. So that's like the only thing I'm like super obsessive with right now. I'm like every day I'm trying to like do something little to make sure that that gets done, you know? Yeah. So, well, that to, that to me seems like a really healthy outcome based goal, right? Because you're not completing it to get, likes and comments and recognition and whatever you're just you're doing it like for you so that you'll be able to you'll have a, a good space to you know make your music right right so yeah. I, I think that's a that's a great approach to it um so what did you do in college you study music in college i did study music in college i did um i actually went the um the operatic route for a, a couple of years um did you Kind of, kind of unknowingly, um, uh, and mostly just because a lot of my friends were going to that school, and we knew we wanted to continue our education in a in a music setting because we. Uh, I went to a performing arts academy in high school, so I was mostly singing, playing violin, and dancing when I when I could when I when they would let me jump into some of the dancing productions and classes. Cause that wasn't like my main strand or whatever you had to have nice. like a main strand and then like a secondary strand or whatever. So my secondary strand was instrumental. Um, but yeah, I went to school for vocal performance. I went to VCU for two years out in <laughs> Richmond. It's like an hour from where I grew up. Shout out to, uh, to VCU. <laughs> yeah. Right on, right on. Yeah. I have some friends. That, I have a number of friends that went there from my high school. Yeah. So you, so you know about the, uh, the, the the area and whatnot a little oh, yeah. bit. Oh yeah, I've been around there. Okay. Um I haven't been there in a minute. Short pump and all all the all yeah. of that over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we haven't I haven't been in a minute. I got definitely gotta go back. Um it's nice, man. I like Richmond. My brother lives there now actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 we went through there when I was in A school for a second to pull up on some of the homies, but I need to go like to the school and pull up on um Linda Johnston at the music program yeah. and everything and like just go say what's up so um but yeah man they took me in two years um and dealt with my crazy ass like <laughs> trying to sing trying to sing opera songs like kind of r&b style sometimes 
and stuff, and they'd be like, "No, that's not how you do it." And I'd be like, "Oh, my bad, my bad, I forgot. Let me, <laughs> let me switch my voice up a little." Bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I enjoyed my time at VCU, um, but I just didn't finish my degree there because I didn't see myself being a a classical artist or opera singer. So I um I dropped out of school for like a year and some change. Um, found my way down to Florida with my sister and my mom. Um, and then I I saw I had heard about Full Sail University and doing like music production and stuff like that. And I was like, this is more of the stuff that I want to do, because as a kid, I, I, I started writing songs and I was like, I want to be a solo mm -hmm. artist and a producer, you know, learning production will help me, you know, put my songs together and possibly, you know, even produce them someday, too. I wasn't even really trying to learn that side of things. I was just trying to get better at, you know, learning just technology, like being able to record myself and write my own stuff and, you know, kind of put ideas for us for songs together, not really necessarily be a super producer. Um, but I learned enough there um, on campus. I was on campus for a little while and then I had to switch to online because of X Factor. Um, I had to, I had to interrupt like interrupt the training process or whatever to do X Factor. So after we did X Factor, I switched to online um, and finished my degree in uh, music production online. Okay. That's okay, what I got cool. my bachelor's in, in 2014 <clears throat> from Full Sail. So shout out to Full Sail, giving me a little a little uh, bump and a jump in, in the right direction of learning production i wish it wouldn't have cost as much as it it, it did <laughs> slash does but you know at the time there wasn't really there weren't like a bunch of youtube videos online where you could learn music production from your room and there wasn't a lot of opportunities for internships at least not where i was at and stuff so like that was like one of the only, the few places i could think of that you could legit get in there they give you a laptop as soon as you sign up and they put you in your classes and yada 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 so i was like man Looking back, it was it was a good decision to make because everything I've done since then has like that helped push me in that direction more as an artist, you know. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. That's so interesting. We have a, a really similar journey as far as undergrad goes because mm -hmm. I started out. I was all sports, all sports growing up, mm -hmm. and I did I did some musical things in high school. I was in a jazz singing group and did a little bit of choir just because my mom encouraged me to do it she's like you've got a voice you should use it and i was like sports mom sports. sports um but i went to i went to college for for opera for vocal performance had no idea what i was getting into and after a year or so pivoted to music production i was going mm -hmm. to school in miami and i went to some electronic music festivals and i was like this is wild i really want to learn how to make this music and start djing and stuff and so I ended up getting my bachelor's in music production, um, but then right at the end, kind of pivoted back to opera and have been doing that, have been doing that since. But I still produce music all the time. I'm actually I'm working on an album right now. And I was like, man, I remember I remember why I, this was going to be like the career. Like, it's mm -hmm. just awesome to know to, to, to just be able to create music out of nothing, to just go and do a program and be able to lay down vocals and 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 play out synths and put in orchestration especially nowadays you can do anything mm -hmm. you know in, in logic for example it's a, it's like a hundred thousand dollar studio it's crazy it's, it's amazing crazy it's absolutely crazy 
Yeah. Beyond crazy. And that that's see the way you're getting excited about it. That's the that's the feeling. You know, that's why we had to make that switch. And it's not like it's not like we don't love the other stuff. It's just it doesn't give you the same feeling as making your own music and it's just you just you just you sitting there like put, piecing it all together like I, it's it's just like people who like putting big puzzles together you know what i mean it's the same it's the same thing they get all nerdy about like okay well i'm gonna start with the outside edge and then go over here and it, it's the same it's the same thing it's just a different, <laughs> it's just a different puzzle that's all that's all it is yeah i find i find producing music is the only thing i can sit down and do like all day mm-hmm like I remember there was a when I was first really getting into it, there was a summer and I would just go into my basement and just produce music for like 10 hours a day mm-hmm. and be totally content doing that. <laughs> it is nuts. Like there's nothing else in my life that I've been like that, you know, interested in that keeps because it's you're right. It's you're solving a puzzle and then you you go through periods where it's frustrating, but then you figure it out and you're like, you know, one step closer to making that final product. And the whole process is is exciting to just like see it and hear it come together. Uh-huh. Especially when it, it makes no sense at the beginning. And then you're or you got like just that one sound that you're like basing everything around. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, how am I supposed to put other stuff with it to make it like actually sound like something that makes sense, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I remember I remember at the end of that summer, I had I had bought like you know, really big speakers and DJ decks and stuff because I was DJing some of the time and wanted to DJ in college. And I remember playing a song I had finished on the big speakers and just crying. <laughs> I was like hearing a, hearing a song I had like put in work all summer on come blasting out of these big speakers. And I was just so emotional about it. Yeah, that's a that's a different feeling, too, especially if it's like huge, like concert, a concert arena, almost type big yeah. sound like being pushed back at you. That's definitely a different feeling like for the first, the first time. Yeah. Super, super cool. Um, how did, so how did you get involved with voice play and when did that happen? How did I get involved with the VP sappies? Where, where did it start? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I should know this. I've told this story like a million times at this point. Um, <laughs> super random, man. Like you were talking about with the, the luck and the timing of, of things um and you know at this point i'm just like i'm just hustling like i'm i I just came off of american idol around that time and uh i was still working at disney and um auditioning for stuff because it's not like i got off american idol and i'm like okay i'm rich now and i'm famous (laughs) like nah i'm still a regular motherfucker i just got (laughs) i just got a i just got a little bit of an opportunity to do something goofy on tv that's it (laughs) (laughs) I still got to pay bills. So I'm auditioning for stuff and I auditioned for this acapella show at Disney called American Music Machine. Um, While at this audition, I meet a bunch of other people who sing in acapella groups around the city and stuff. And they're like, yeah, man, I hope you get the gig. I hope I'm like, you know, I hope you get the gig that I, you know, just meeting cool people at the audition. Um, And then most of those people who I met, who I was talking to, we all made it into the group. So I started working with these guys um, and one of them, he's a beatboxer and he was on the show um, American Music Machine and his name is Troy and he beatboxes for Edge Effect, an acapella group called Edge Effect. So they do cruise ship gigs 
um, for like Royal Caribbean and Disney Cruise Lines and all of this stuff. So um, they hit me up and asked me if I want to sub for their base for one of their cruise ship gigs. And I'm like, you talking about Carl, like the suit, the super bass, like that, <laughs> like he talks like the room rumbles super bass. And, <laughs> and I'm like, and they're like, yeah, yeah, him. And I'm like, um, this is my first job, like as a, this is my first paying gig as like an actual bass singer. I've never done this ever in my life. I don't know if I'm the guy you want to do it. <laughs> <to do. laughs> so, and he was like, he was like, no, I heard you. We, you, you're good to go and i'm like all right cool um so i take the the bass subbing job for carl the super bass and um i get into rehearsal and ellie's at this rehearsal subbing for their tenor two i think or was it their t1 it might have been their t1 for, for that for that one um and uh you know, we meet, we know, we, we already vibing right off the, the get go because he's goofy as hell and talented as hell. And I'm goofy as hell and talented as hell. So that's just kind of how that usually goes. We start riffing and making up stuff in rehearsal. And it's like, can y'all just rehearse the stuff that y'all supposed to be? Doing? <laughs> so, you know, we do a couple of gigs on the cruise ship and we, you know, we chill with the crew and stuff. And um, I chop it up with Ellie and. Fast forward after the cruise ends, um, he gives me his his number and he's like, hey, man, um, I'm probably going to hit you up soon because we're going to need subs for for some Christmas stuff coming up. And I'm like, all right, cool, cool. Let, let's do that. So then he hits me up, I think, later that year or maybe it was like a little over a year later to sub for them for Christmas um, gigs that they were doing at Disney. And um, I was subbing for Tony doing the baritone stuff. Um, and that's kind of like how the whole thing started. Like, I guess, like just, just, just random, that random cruise ship gig that where me and Ellie kind of hit it off on the, the cruise ship gig, like just two, two cool performers, just like, you know, chilling, which is still a part of networking too. But at, at that point I wasn't thinking about networking. Honestly, I was, I was on the cruise ship just trying to, make a little money, a little extra money. And, um, you know, if I could, you know, I was single at the time, I was going to do a little extra, extra curriculars <laughs> too, if I could while on the, while on the, <laughs> so I definitely was not thinking about, Oh man, that's from voice play. I gotta, I gotta get in there. Like, you know, like yeah, I didn't yeah. give a damn about any of that stuff. I was just trying to pay my bills and, you know, get a little, little extra. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> incredible but like really that's probably the best approach to have for networking is when you're not you, you know desperation was not reeking off of you yeah i and mean it's, it's hard not to do that though when you know when, when it's like certain people because all of us have like our groups of people where we're like you would totally lose your shit around these these people or anybody that you know that gets to work with them on a regular basis like yeah. you can't yeah. just be cool like it, ta it takes years of like practicing that just being cool around people who have that type of stature or clout, you know, like totally at the time, I didn't know who those guys were at all. I just thought he was a cool ass, uh, short dude with glasses who can sing his ass off. You know what I mean? Like, I was yeah. like you know, we, we were just vibing on a friend, a friend tip, you know, so yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. who the hell they were at all. Like, what was this like 2015 or so? It's got to be somewhere around there, 15, 16. 
somewhere around. Okay. And I was working on an album too around that time too. So I wasn't really, I wasn't super locked in on like knowing who, who the people were that I was working with. I was just trying to be, you know, on time, be, be uh, easy to work with, yep. be cool peoples, which I'm like almost naturally all of that stuff yep. anyways. It took a while to get the on time thing when I was a little <laughs> younger, like, like being early, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 15 minutes early and all of that. It took a little while to get that down, but the rest of it was already pretty much there, you know? Cool. 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 So you, so you were subbing for voice play and then, but I mean, you were, you were actually part of that group officially for a while, right? I mean, leading up to when you, when you joined the Navy. Yeah. I I subbed for a good minute before I became official. I think I subbed for almost a whole year before I became like an official member. So I don't know. Maybe I get like the longest sub award or some shit. Like, cause it was, it was a minute. They're like, "Hey, you want to fly with us next weekend to go do yada yada yada? Here, learn this whole set and learn this learn this whole two uh, two hour set." And I was like, "All right, bet I got you. Send send the files over." Damn. Um, man, you know, that's nuts. Just hu- just hustling, being on time, being easy to work with, being a fun fun hang. You know. Um, yeah that's what it is that's that's what it is that's how you make those connections Mm -hmm. and have make people want to work with you again essentially Mm -hmm. right easier than done for for sure because we all have our our stuff and our our moods and you know some of us like to think we're easier to work with than than we are but (laughs) yeah yeah. you know people people will let you know real quick like "Eh, you weren't really You weren't really as easy to work with as you thought. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. I actually I didn't because re- I had always heard you in the baritone setting for voice play because Jeff. I mean, obviously, if Jeff's in the group, obviously. he's got uh, the bass, right? Um, right. So, so I didn't know you were actually primarily a bass singer until very recently. That's the thing. I'm not. I'm primarily a baritone. You are so, okay. So that made sense. Yeah. It's just. um I was like, again, hustling like and when I did the 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 Disney gig, it was a new show and they were still trying to piece everything together. So they were like, we need a soprano, an alto, a tenor, a baritone, a bass and a beatboxer. So I think they were going to do six. But. uh, So when I went and auditioned for the group, I did not audition like for the Disney group, I auditioned as uh, a baritone. So I was singing like. I think I sang like Uptown Funk, but like a little lower because obviously Bruno Mars is like an alto, you know what I mean? Or whatever. So <laughs> yeah, for I sang, real. I sang, yeah, just, I just sung it just a little <laughs> bit lower. And then they were like, you know, you sound like you got a little bit of bass in your voice. Could you do could you do the bass line to this song and this song? So I just put on like this fake bass voice that I do like <laughs> joking bass singers or whatever. Uh-huh. And, you know, you just said, boom, 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 <laughs> you know, like, like pop acapella bass. That's really all you're doing is like just making you're mimicking a, ba- a bass guitar like most yep. of the time. Yeah. You know, totally. So I did that. And they were like, that's actually not not half bad. It was like, we might have to look at you for bass. And I was like, hey, as long as I'm in the show, I don't give a damn what you mean. <laughs> yeah, Totally. No, I mean you definitely you you've definitely got the range to sing to sing bass parts, no question. So they got rid of the baritone part. They just made it bass, tenor, alto, soprano, and beatboxer. So I was okay. like, all right, I'm I'm in here. And I remember I remember first day of rehearsals because um Omar was 
Omar was there too. And, and um, DJ and Caesar and pretty much everybody voice players work with. So Omar turns around because we used to, we had worked together at um at Beetlejuice before before then. And we'd hung out a couple of times, but not a lot. But we did a couple of private gigs. But he turns around and, and he's like, he's like, motherfucker, they got you singing bass in here. You ain't so, you ain't no damn bass. <laughs> <laughs> and me and him are just laughing for like a good two minutes and i'm like bro, i'm like bro i know but i'm about to i'm finna learn <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was hilarious man i was like i couldn't believe i got that job like i was not thinking like if they didn't have a baritone role i was like i'm not getting the job so awesome awesome man just hustling that's it yeah 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 so then you start up with voice play. What are what are some of your favorite experiences and projects you've gotten to do with them? Man, right out the gate, the first one is like it's like I love pretty much everything I've done with them. But the first one is special because it's the first one. Right. You know, like I never I never recorded anything in that way before. I've never I had never done a video like that before. I'd never. Um, there were so many like first in within that first time, like Lane called me over to his house to record a song that I'd never fucking heard in my entire fucking life. <laughs> I never heard this song ever. And he, I was like, I come from the, the, the school of recording where you broke as hell and you got to pay for recording time. So you learn your whole song and all of the BGVs and ad libs and everything you got to do you know it like the back of your hand better than the back of your hand before you go to the studio. So for me to be coming to this man's house and he's like, we can record for as long as we want. And even though you've never heard the song, I don't give a damn. We're going to, we're going to cover this song. Um, so it, was, it was weird, man. I was like, I was like, how am I going? I was like, you're not going to send me the song or nothing before I, I come to record. And he's like, no, like we're just going to record it in the air. And I'm like, all right. Um, <laughs> Also, I'm used to at least recording like a whole verse and a hook when I record stuff like at a time. And he literally just had me just doing line by by line. Like we did. Um, uh, what's the dang song? It's a yeah. match. You know, to, um, the the beautiful, beautiful low mashup. Um, I can't remember what the original artist's name is, but it was the I Okay. Yeah. 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 So I literally, like, I literally was just going, I was the night and shining armor in your movie. Oh, and oh, uh, John Bellion. John Bellion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Alicia, 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 Alicia Cara. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I literally would just sing like that, those little chunks. And then like, I'd be like, oh, no, I wasn't fucking with that. Oh, no, I wasn't fucking with that. And then we'd do another one. Oh, I wasn't fucking with that. Do another <laughs> one. All right. That one's cool. We can go to the next line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were literally in there, like taking our time, like that, like line by line. And then, if I didn't like like how the punches sounded, like all cropped together, I'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna just try and do the whole verse, and then you can go back and comp it or whatever." But it was it was weird, bro. Like I never recorded like that ever, ever in my life. Like I was like, "What are we doing right now?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was cool chatting with Lane about his arrangement process and how. When he's apparently when he sends you guys parts, he likes to record it himself so he can give you like a like an exact inflection. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's something you can you can figure out if you just have a day at the studio. 
you can, like you were just saying, you're both there together. You do a line. You're like, nah, not that. That's not it. Do it mm-hmm. again. That's not it. Do it again. That's the inflection we were looking for. Boom. Right. Then you go on to the next one. As opposed to, you know, you've just got like sheet music and you just go in and kind of record it like a robot. Right. Mm-hmm. It help it helps so much to have that guidance. Some type so, of emotional totally guidance. And and you know, when you sing it in groups, like the way you pronounce words has to be similar. And we, we you know, we're all com- from completely different places and different back backgrounds and yep. Yep. You know, so it's like some you, you know, we all speak English, but you're like, you're, you're going to assume that we all say shit the same way. And it's like, no, we don't. We don't all say shit. <laughs> when you hear it back recorded, you're like, yo, why you say these two words like this? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. bro, I grew up talking like that. I can't fucking help it. You got to We got to get we got to get on the same page. Like, help me figure. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Especially for the for the like the background parts or the, the harmonies mm-hmm. when you're just mm-hmm. like a, a third apart singing the same words. Got to say it the same way. You got to say the word the same or it's going to sound weird like in the in the final mix. You're like, why does that sound off? It's like, well, it's because Ellie's saying dang and Jay saying dying or some some (laughs) shit like like little small stuff that you would never think of, like because we don't listen like that, you know? So Yeah, vowel vowel choices. I mean, that's like that's like a huge part of being in like chamber choir, Mm -hmm. you know, just you don't even you don't even have to be a good soloist. You don't even really have to have a good voice to be in a chamber choir, but can you, can you blend Mm -hmm. perfect, perfectly? It's it's definitely way easier said than, than done, man. It's another skill set, you know, like we've been talking about, it's another skill set. But yeah, that's my, that's my favorite, man. And then the the character makeup for some of these joints, like when we did, this is Halloween, that, (laughs) that the the shoot wasn't fun. Well, the shoot was fun, but it, it was, it was a little strained because I, I remember I had to get to a gig like after the the shoot and the shoot ran like two hours over time or something like that. So the more and more we added more makeup throughout the video, the more stressed I kept getting because I was like, I'm going to be late for my fucking gig. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. going to be over like two hours. Like, yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm like running out of there in my wolf wolf. Uh, costume parts and shit trying to get to my gig on time <laughs> looking crazy as hell because it's not even halloween yet you know so right, right. yeah <laughs> that's hilarious man that was a fun one too cool. um lost in japan was fun because i i finally had like put on the arranger hat for a little a little bit mm. see how see how that felt and that was a bop at the time. That um, that Sean Mendez song, you know, what I'm oh, talking yeah. about. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good song. That was, that was fun, man. Like, I never, I'm, I'm, I'm not an acapella head. Like, I, I did a little bit of acapella in, in college, um, and I was in a group too, at VCU for, for a little bit. But we definitely weren't doing the type of stuff that voice play was, was yeah, doing. Yeah, that's whole, whole, a whole other level. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it was, cool. it was cool, man. Something's always everything I do was a bop. There's something just like this that was a bop. We got to go to full sale. We had the color, the colored, all the 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 big colored cube that we we lined up around, and the lights are just hitting us and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Like this is dope. Like when you watch it back, you like this shit is dope as hell. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't think I was gonna like it that that much. Not that it wasn't like dope. Like the sounds weren't dope. I just didn't. I didn't find myself um, thinking that I was going to be doing like still doing it like this much later. Like when I started yeah. at first, yeah. you know. 
but it's like I enjoy it every single time, no matter how much it stresses me out sometimes or um, I feel like I'm not doing stuff the the right the way I want to do it sometimes. And, you know, but it's always fun and it, it always ends up sounding dope. So it's like if it ain't totally. broken, don't fix it, you know? Yeah, totally. Cool, man. All right, I got a couple, couple more questions and then we'll get into a few Patreon questions okay. from uh, some of the fans. So first off, uh, I'm interested in if you have some like dream dream goals, dream projects, like you talked about releasing an album earlier. Um, what are, what are some of those that you think about more long-term or maybe in the next like five, 10 years? Dream goals. One of my, one of my dream goals right now is to step into the world of stand-up comedy, actually. No way. Super way. <laughs> like I've been like, I've been hovering around the idea for like, a little over a decade now because I, I did some, some stand up in my early twenties. Um, but then I like, and like, and I, and I literally been writing jokes since then, like on and off, but I just like, didn't get back on stage and it was, it was a good experience. Um, it's not like I got booed or anything or nothing crazy happened, but I just haven't been back on stage much doing that since then, like maybe twice since then. Yeah. So um that's one of my dream goals right now so actually to today later i already put it in my my alarms to look up a couple of places nearby to go like like shed and like get yeah. in front of people and like do the do the thing because i know i'm pretty decent at it i just haven't really put in the the time yet because everything i do is so music yeah based. It's like if I'm not doing something musical, I'm either playing a video game or at the gym. That's pretty much yep. my 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 life. Since music is my job, my job. Dude, to, it's oh, it's all my job. It's so funny you mentioned comedy because my brother, the one that lives in Richmond, kid mm -hmm. you not, as of like two months ago, has started getting into stand up. And he's he's very musical, but did not pursue a musical career. But he's really artistic. So he does landscaping, but he does like really cool like rock sculptures and he makes it very artistic and what he does and he just kind of found comedy and is so passionate about it so he's been going out to like open mics and comedy shows for like like two three times a week for the last month or so and is just having a blast getting that's into what, it that's what it's about bro he's ha he's having fun that's having fun that's what yeah. it's about as long as you're taking care of your your responsibilities and making sure you get some fun yep fun out of some stuff man is 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 easy it's easy day. So I need to get in touch with your brother. Then I need to go to Richmond. And yeah, dude, he, he's, he's getting to know all the spots over there. So <laughs> one of my dream goals for, for sure. And it's been for a while. I'm kind of mad at myself that I didn't like keep doing it back then. Cause there's no telling where the hell I'd be right now. If I would have, you know, yeah. <clears throat> just kept, kept doing it, you know, man, it ain't easy but, being multi-talented. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not, man. Like, it's almost like a, it's a gift and a, a not a curse, but like a piece of a curse. Cause you, you just can't focus on one damn thing. And you're like, damn, I'm good at this. I'm good at this. I'm good at this. Sometimes I tell my mom, I was like, I wish I was just good at just one damn thing. So that, so that would be yeah. it. That's it. You can't do shit else. So that way your brain doesn't venture off to, oh, well, I could do this and, and this Dude. and this. <laughs> All the time all the time and it's hard to choose it's hard to choose what to do and then it's hard to be like committed like how am i gonna, what am i going to work on today mm -hmm. and like and feel really solid about what you're 
working on as opposed to like, ah, oh, well, I could be doing this other thing that I'm really right. interested in. Right. 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 Man, it's a constant struggle. Damn, man. <laughs> it, just, it, it is. But, you know, we do what we can. Yeah, um, no, for real. All right. That's what is, is tackling that, though, for real, man. Yeah, man. It's and, and he's he you know, he's got no no ego, no problem when <laughs> when you know he's performing for seven people in the bar and no one really gives a shit. He's just, you know, having a good time, just like you said. And, and practicing. You still get still getting your practice. Hundred percent. Yeah. Rout- routine's getting tighter, right? Jokes are getting a little better. And he's timing's taking, getting better. Yeah, he's listening back to recordings to see how the audience responds to stuff. So it he's just he's all in. He's all in it. on it. It's great, man. Love it. Um, all right. Last question before Patreon stuff. Just some advice you could give out to young singers, singers who are think about, I don't know, either just producing music or even trying to go into a career in singing or or music in general hmm. advice for younger folks trying to trying to have a singing career or just music music career yeah young young musicians basically um obviously practice i know teachers say that all the time but try to be as specific as possible when you're when you're practicing like if you're going for a certain kind of sound listen to people who produce that certain kind of sound over and over and over and over and over and over and over over again before you try to go do whatever that is yourself and that's with a music instrument or with your voice um and then the other part of it is um i guess just just owning what what it is you want to do and realizing that there's a there's a <laughs> there's a plethora of other people out there that can do what you can do. But the thing that makes you stand apart is that they can't do it the way you would do it because you're the only one that can do it the way you would do it, um, if that makes sense. So, yeah, practice, practice, practice and just just be true to what it is. You be true to yourself and be true to what it is you want to do, if that makes sense. You know, I'm kind of talking in circles, but um. That definitely yeah, makes definitely makes sense to me. You got you got to stick stick with it, man, and and know that the 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 dividing factor is it's it's you. As cliche as that sounds, but I'm starting to understand that now. I'm starting to approach my mid thirties. Is that that you piece of it <clears throat> is everything? Because <clears throat> we all look at things differently. We got different perspectives, <laughs> and we all hear things differently. We all um, exhibit those those things differently. So your your perspective and your take on something that everybody else has a hand on is is that's what makes it the the thing is you so hold on to you and whatever it is that you're you're learning or trying to accomplish and that'll that'll make everything way easier as you progress awesome great advice great advice man all right patreon questions i think all of these have to do with the navy which is just everyone is so everyone is so interested is so interested in your whole journey with the navy which is which is cool which is cool this first one's just a funny comment this person cracks jokes all the time said isn't joining the navy taking the sea shanty thing a bit to an extreme (laughs) hey that is funny that um they kind of i guess voice play kind of did set me up because i was like oh we're singing sea shanty so i guess i should go join 
the Navy. <laughs> no, that's not what I was thinking. But it's funny. It's even funnier now because the group that I've been singing bass in for the last two and a half months, the name of the group is the Sea Chanters. No way. Yes, that's the name <laughs> of the in, in the Navy. So when they first started, they sang a lot of sea shanties. They don't do a whole lot of them now. We do. I think they try and do like one or two every program or something like that, yeah. or like every other program. I don't know. But they yeah. try and at least still keep that tradition in there where there's a, a sea shanty or two being being sung by the by the group. I think you got to do it. On It's on brand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We did the weatherman. For like yeah. the kids' performance, like a while, a school performance a, a little while back. And then we did, um, what were we doing before that? We're doing this one called From Boston Harbor. Okay. Um, and that, that, those are the two uh, for this year. I'm pretty sure there'll probably be two different ones next year, but we'll cool. see. You can't really go wrong. I mean, they're fun. They're usually pretty short. They're easy for people to hum along to or yeah, connect, yeah. connect with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did another one too. Um, Roll, roll the old chariot along. Okay. That's, what, that's what we did. Okay. I think I've, I think I've heard that one. Yeah. They're super easy to remember. It's literally, it's pretty much pop music. Honestly, it pretty much is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. This next one is from Balash and he asked a number of questions, but I'm just picking one of them. He says, how is your singer life different from previous life? And I think what he means is how is your, your life as a musician different, different with the Navy as it was with voice play? Oh, it's very different. <laughs> I have to wear a uniform pretty much every day, Balash. Every day. <laughs> That's like the first difference. Like as soon as I go to work, um, I have to change into my my uh camouflage uniform. And, you know, we go into the practice room and we start doing the thing. And now instead of being around four other singers, I'm around how many of us are there? Like 20 other singers or something like that. Um, everything's not acapella anymore. We have like a three-piece band as a piano player, a bass player, and a drummer. Um, so that's different. Um, some songs I have to sing at attention. Never had to do that in, in voice play. You know, we do, <laughs> we just pick our own little stance or if there's blocking or choreography, we do that blocking and, you know, we do the song or we just stand there and we just sing, but not at attention. Um, <laughs> right. It was definitely more loose with with uh, voice play. I guess I mean I guess some rehearsals and stuff for the the Navy group I'm in. We get to joke around and stuff a little bit and still kind of be you no know, I guess normal people. Yeah. Um. So it's not always like just super strict and like stiff and you know, but you do have to have some type of military bearing, um, in different settings and and stuff. But it's it's definitely not as stiff and whatnot as i thought it was going to be beforehand so that that was a pleasant surprise but nothing will be as loosey-goosey as voice <laughs> obviously <laughs> yeah yeah for sure some some goofy videos come out of voice play for sure always <laughs> cool this next one's from eileen and she actually has uh a son in the green side corman and she asks, why enlist? We've covered a little bit of this, but why enlist and then why the Navy rather than another branch of service? And she says, thank you for your service as well. Ah, thank you, Eileen. Um, and thank you for what you said. It's her son. Her son served mm-hmm. as well. Thank you yep. for your, your, your son having that baby boy that serves as well. Um, so then why the Navy? I'll answer that one first. They were the only ones who were really looking um, 
to it seemed like a better fit for me. I, I, for some reason, the army wouldn't take me. And I, I can't remember what it was because it was so long ago now. But um, the Navy was like number two on the list or. I think it was I was looking at Air Force first and they didn't have any job openings. Then I looked at the Army and then I looked at the, at the Navy. But anyways, that that just that's just where I ended up falling. Um, <clears throat> and I chose to join the military because when COVID happened, we weren't doing any more shows. And uh, that was where I got most of my uh, my income from. So, yeah, uh, we're only doing YouTube videos and um I uh, had like clients I was writing songs for and doing um, hooks and stuff like that for, and it, it just wasn't enough to, to, to fit the bill. So daddy needed another job. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. And, right on. And Uncle Sam came through. <clears throat> All right. Cool. Uh, this is from Jen Fraley. She says, do you plan to reenlist with the Navy band when your contract is up? And how long are your contracts with them, by the way? Uh, I think, think like three to four years. Um, and I'm actually not 100% sure if I am planning to re-enlist or not. Um, in a perfect world, I would rather join, you know, go back and join the fellas, but it's still, it's still too soon to tell where I want to, to go with things. Um, and my contract, I got a, I got a year extension um joining this new group so now it's like 2026 um august of 2026 when this contract is up so i got plenty of time to you know oh yeah formulate a plan and make a decision you know um stakes are different now because we're you know me and my wife are about to start our family and um been married for uh, a couple of years now so and we're in a different place so it's just you know trying to figure out what works best for, for me and, and, uh, and her and our soon to be, you know, hopefully three person, not four or five. <laughs> if she wants to have twins. So I'm like, I don't know about no twins, uh, especially not right out the gate, but, um, <laughs> that's exciting though, man. That's, yeah, that's really, it's, that's really it's exciting. Super exciting. So we just trying to figure out, you know, what, what all we want to do. Cool. So we got awesome. we got choices, you know. So yeah, I can't sure. give you a straight up answer on, on that yet. Well, we'll have to check back in with you in a, a year or two. See what's going definitely, on. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully within the next year I can have an answer on that. So because I've been thinking about that too, and it's just like it's too soon to tell. I've only been here for two, two yeah. and a half months. You know what I mean? It's way too soon. Yeah. I don't know if I, if I, you know, if I like this job enough to stay, you know, stay around that that long yeah. or if my wife likes it enough or if we both want to stay here or move somewhere else or totally you know we're still pretty young man we're not we're not <laughs> now old heads yeah we can we can still get it get around and figure stuff out. <laughs> so we'll we'll see we'll see absolutely cool this is from jesse wright and we talked a little bit about this earlier as well um what are you singing in the navy and are there any recordings for people to listen to what am i singing in the navy jesse hey <laughs> 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 what am I singing and uh, uh, recordings? I think I think uh, so again since I'm still new, there's probably not that many videos of me like singing with the new 
the new group. There might be some videos of me singing with the band I was with out in Northwest, but probably not either because we just didn't really do that many gigs. So, um, right, but what, right, am right. I, what am I singing now? I'm singing a lot of um, just a lot of choral arrangements of of stuff that I've really never heard of before in my life. <laughs> but some of them I have heard before. Like we do like stuff like Shannon Doe, Oh, Oh, Shannon Doe. And oh, that's a great piece. Yeah. It's like every arrangement of that I've ever heard has always been like, yeah, on point. It's just a relaxing, it's such a soothing sound, sound song, you know, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but we're doing like pop stuff too. And some musical theater stuff as well. Um, we're doing a lot of we just got through doing a Latin summit. So we did a lot of Latin music that I've never heard before ever in my life. Like cool. we did stuff in Portuguese. We did stuff in Spanish. <laughs> um, A lot of very different. Like I'm using music muscles that I haven't used in a very, 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 very long, <laughs> long time because nice. I've just been singing pop pop stuff in acapella, you know. Yeah. So with with voice voice plays brand of acapella specifically so we haven't really been singing in different languages and and stuff well i haven't for the last like decade so now i'm just putting on a different hat and making a lot of notes in in my music and pencil to to make sure i'm pronouncing stuff correctly and you know it's it's a very different grind but again like i said hustling it's like stuff i never thought that i would be able to do per professionally like it's it's weird like when we're in the practice room and stuff and we're, or when we're thinking about like what we want to do as careers and stuff as musicians and singers we're like we all have like our bag we have like our main thing but then sometimes you know and, and we'll have this conversation with other musicians and singers they're like man i could i could sing this or i could play that or da 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 and then you like start trying to learn how to do it and you're like damn i'm not really that good at it but then yeah. but then when somebody like hears you and then they they hire you to do that thing that you thought you weren't that good at your brain opens up and you're like oh man maybe i was a little better at this than i than i thought i was yeah. so this is probably like the third time in my life where this has happened where i got a job where i didn't think that i was ever going to get the job you know yeah. because of how much you know just what it, what it is like it's not my main bag totally. you know so it's it's cool, man. I've been I've been meeting the challenge. I've been surprising myself. I'm like, dang, I'm really learning these songs and pronouncing the words correctly and holding down my part. And you know, it's hard. It's harder stuff. It's just it's an, another level. So the the fact that I can pull it off is proven to myself. You know, that I I got I got a little more gas left in the tank than I, than <laughs> I thought, you know, or yeah. I got more tricks than I thought I I did for sure. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, man. And this last one's from Jan Cates, and she asks, does your Navy family know how highly you are regarded in your civilian music life? Uh, I think I think a few of them know. They, they must know about voice play, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think everybody knows about them, but I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure. I think most of them do know though like i think they all did their research before they yeah well maybe not all of their research because they probably wouldn't have let me in the group but they, they did like most <laughs> most of their research quick quick google quick google search right 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 they're like oh, okay so this guy was 
on this and this and this and oh he did this stuff with voice play oh me and my family used to watch their videos all the time like, exactly yeah know, exactly my daughter loves that one with the the trolls or the <laughs> the moana or whatever <laughs> you know it's always something like that yeah always get salty about that moana one man i was like man i could have made a little cameo in there somewhere like yeah man have to be singing i just could have just handed lane a coconut or something <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was a sub. I was a sub for so long. Like I wasn't actually in the group when they did that. But I've been oh, for the group for like a good minute when they did that video, you know? Yeah. That's a good one. But yeah, the, I think, I think, I think most, most of them have looked looked it up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool, man. All right, man. Any final words to the audience, to the fans before we sign off? Final words. Um, I just dropped a single a little while back called The Journey. With my homeboy okay. Goodrum on there on the saxophone. Oh, we got uh, Daniel Kelly Howard, the homie on the guitar strings, and uh, Jeremy Sauer on the bass. So if y'all could, you know, go stream that a few times for your boy, please. Awesome. I'll put that in the description. Yes, sir. And then you know, we got we got we got more stuff coming for you. I got a music video I'm dropping next month, and uh, some more original music. It's it's always coming. I think y'all might be a little surprised by some of the stuff y'all gonna hear but um you know eyes groans now so uh <laughs> i can do what i want um to for the most part but uh yeah man thanks for having me on the show peter this was a a very dope and needed conversation yeah man and definitely man definitely gotta do a check-in in a uh maybe like a year and a half or <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely get get some of that original music out you'll know what your next step is in life and we can have a whole new conversation absolutely absolutely all right man well thanks so much for coming on and have a great day and i'll i'll keep you in touch about uh releases and all that all that good stuff sounds good bro sounds good all right man see you later later